Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome our guest, Tzolopile. Uh, Tzolopile uh, is uh, a student at the Desmond Tutu Center for Religion and Social Justice at uh, the University of the Western Cape. And Tzolopile uh, is also, uh, you know, um, standing as a gender-based violence activist, uh, talking today about her stance around expanding the 16 days of activism for, uh, uh, you know, for uh, GBV. Uh, to 365 days. So, Peter, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having me, Sister Patricia. You know, I, I, I hail anyone who is an activist because it's not an easy job. It's a selfless, it's not a thanked job. It's a selfless uh, job, but it always has a story behind it. What is your story behind taking up um, this role as uh, an activist against gender-based violence? Well, I've always been generally interested in issues of gender um, since my undergraduate university years. So I've decided to expand more on it as I have grown, especially um, as I've grown in university as well. And um, since the 2019, uh, 2020 COVID pandemic, I think it was a very important issue that was shone in our society that mm. encouraged me to undertake it more. Definitely. During uh, the hard lockdown, as the pandemic started, there was just too many reports. It was devastatingly alarming. And um, I think if people were not conscientized around uh, the, the, the state of uh, gender-based violence, then I don't know what will cause them to be conscientized and to wake up. So we are faced with uh, what you call a widespread societal disease uh, that needs to be addressed, Right. Uh, how should we be addressing it? Do you feel that not enough is being done? I definitely feel that not enough is being done. I mean, um, we have great strategies, and strategies are important in tackling any societal issue. However, implementation has not been effective and has not been undertaken with the seriousness that it should be. Now, there have been a lot of uh, conferences that have been happening, one at the beginning of these 16 days. Do you feel that these conferences are not speaking to the, to the culprits, the perpetrators, and uh, are not doing enough, or we should be having more conference? I feel that the conferences are extremely important to tackling the issue of gender-based violence and femicide in our country. And that includes conferences that increase the participation of the males in our country. Um, However, I feel that the constraint of this participation and this focus on the issue of gender-based violence to 16 days is not effective enough. It's an issue that needs to be part, that needs to be undertook with seriousness throughout the entire year, not just for select events, not just for select periods, but throughout. Mm, And I agree with you. I agree with you because it's not that the reports change after the 16 days. Um, It's it's a continuous, um, you know, a black or dark mark in our society. So how do we conscientize, I think, from a family unit to speak openly, protect vulnerable people like women and children in the LGBTQI plus community throughout the year? Because we can't only put the onus on government. 
we definitely cannot put the onus only on government. But I feel like as a society, collectively with our civic society groups, we have a more effective way of tackling this issue from the ground up by the people that are affected by it and by the people that are affecting the issue themselves. I feel like in families, we should be able to undertake these issues with more seriousness than is often undertook and was often discussed around these issues. I feel that they need to start in the home for us to really understand the gravity and the seriousness of gender-based violence and femicide. You know, in the article that you penciled, you said that uh, GBV is not only concentrated in our soci- uh, social dynamics, but it's also entrenched in uh, religion, economic and uh, structural pillars. Let's talk a bit about religion, because that's where some of uh, the, the, the perpetrators are sometimes hidden behind their piety. Absolutely. They are often hidden behind structures of power, even within religion, even within workplaces. Um, I feel that these are often emulated and protected by structures of patriarchy that enforce and protect um, um, people who inflict these violences in society. And we need to more so um, undertake and be able to call out structures that are not serving the people and that are perpetuating violence. How do we do that? I mean, you make it sound like it's easy, call them out, Uh, but how? It's not easy at all. Um, I think it will take not only the collective effort of the government and of actually a structural system that implements punishment, but also our civic societies, our gender societies, societies, that are just general people and general groups of people that can actually affect change more than they know or more than they think that they can. Um, Obviously, with the use of social media and with the use of public discourse nowadays, we have um, a more prevalent access to call out to these violences. But it's very important that we undertake all of the resources that we can in ensuring that these violences are not perpetuated and are not repeated in our society. Uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, the offenders list being made public and offenders list from both, you know, business uh, community, religious and traditional uh, leaders so that we know who to stay away from? I think the offenders list is a great step in ensuring that we publicize um, people who people who affect these violences in particular. Not only this, but they do not get to hide behind anonymity anymore. And they are put at the forefront where they are able to be highlighted um, as actual dangerous individuals that they are, rather than hiding behind different structures, such as religion and such as society. Mm, but why why are we not forthcoming with this uh, particular one? I mean, the offenders list should be forthcoming, especially because you are you are pushing for three hundred and sixty five days of activism against GBV as opposed to sixteen. This three hundred and sixty five days should include a list that is updated on a daily basis. 
Absolutely. I recently saw the offenders list that was published as of the stats from August to September, and they were absolutely atrocious. I feel that these need to be um, done on a way more consistent basis with way more seriousness. Mm. So now how do we move forward? How do we ensure that uh, we get that uh, 365 days from government? I think consistency is going to be key in getting the 365 days from government. I feel that we as citizens have more power than we actually give ourselves credit for. And we can push for certain societal issues to be put at the forefront. We are already dealing with so many inequities in this um, society from economic inequities to just uh, basic inequities in our justice system. And we need to ensure that we put gender-based violence and femicide at the forefront because it affects so many of us, both directly and indirectly. And, you know, it does affect us, all of us, uh, unless you're insensitive to uh, what happens to your neighbor. But in general, I feel like it affects all of us. But then there's also the issue of uh, vulnerability, uh, financial vulnerability of women and children. And they end up becoming the biggest victims in this GBV, um, you know, cases. So how do we ensure that there are empowered and emancipated financially so that their perpetrators don't end up using them. This has been widely discussed in these past discussions since the 16 days of activism has begun. Um, and the most important prevalent issue at the forefront and what seems to be a popular structure that is popping up is the protection of the victims of gender-based violence and femicide, either through physical places or either through resources that um, create a supportive environment for them. Um, I feel like these definitely need to be increased and the government also needs to be taking a very important role in ensuring that they are funded correctly and that they are operating rating um, at a level that is not only upholding humane standards, but is also um, affecting a, an effective system, the creation of an effective system in grappling the issue of gender-based violence and grappling the issue of dealing with victims thereafter. Mm. There aren't enough shelters, that's one thing for certain, and the funding is, is uh, not enough. But with the shelters that we do have, um, I mean, we should make use of them uh, for, for women. But it should not end at the shelters. Women should really be given, you know, and, and, and children a space to be um, and a space to feel safe and free. I mean, I was, I was in conversation with a friend of mine who lives outside of the country. And she was saying she really wants to come back home. But with the level of crime, she fears for her own children. And she was asking how we cope. So I ask, how do women cope daily? Uh, 365 days of being in South Africa as a woman, as a child, as one in the LGBTQI plus community. It is an extremely strenuous experience. And I do not speak for all women, but um, I can safely say that it is a strenuous experience to be existing in a country or even in a society where you feel that you are not protected, where you feel that you're in danger, where you feel that you can be made vulnerable by absolutely any action or any person that could come into your space. 
it's a highly problematic issue, um, but it is also an issue that needs to be dealt with, not only constitutionally, but also societally. We need to ensure that people who perpetuate these violences are kept off of the street. And this is where our lawmaking comes in as well. This is where our implementation comes in as well. We need to ensure that our structures of society are also protected in those measures. It is not only up to civic society to protect victims of gender-based violence and femicide, but also the society themselves holding victims accountable for these violences, but also ensuring that these structures and that the spaces in which we live are safe. Let me go to a voice note before we wrap up our conversation. Hi, this is Patricia Iskdumzi from Cape Town. Your guest is doing a great work being an activist against gender-based violence. And I want to ask her if maybe she can balance me here on her understanding of the statistics. Uh, 6,000 people were murdered in uh, the previous quarter, according to the states, and 800 of those 800 were women and 200 were children. Uh, I want to find out her understanding of that statistics in, in relation to the problem of gender-based violence. And also I want to find out from uh, how she understands, can society solve gender-based violence when there is astronomical uh, cases of general violence? Can you solve gender-based violence in isolation hmm. very good question that um gender-based violence is definitely not an issue that can be solved in isolation i like to call it an intersectional issue which means that it is an issue that is influenced by and also influences a whole lot of other things that's why I mentioned the structures. That's why I mentioned our societal um, structures and our societal communities, our religious communities, our government. These are all going to be, these are all going to need to contribute to alleviating the issue of gender-based violence and femicide. These are all going to be pertinent to understanding and undoing the culture that perpetuates gender-based violence and femicide. Mm. We need to wrap up our conversation. What are your parting comments? Uh, as I said, Sister Patricia, I truly believe that in this society, everybody has the power to enact the change that they imagine. And if everybody would just come together to stand against important issues and issues that affect them, at this gravity, like you said, these affect our children, these affect our women, these affect all sorts of people in our society, then we can enact true change. Then we can truly see the statistics start to get better. We can truly see our medical system start to get alleviated. We can truly see the change that needs to happen for our society to become a safer one. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much for having me.